0: Like when I started here, the first night I was like, right, I think I'm going to do it like this. I didn't do any practice or anything. So the first lot of paying customers was the first time I've ever done it. And I I was like, right, I'll get all the prep done. And then when they turn up, I'll try and figure it out. Completely Yeah Yeah. And I was a little bit all over the shop. And then I was like, right, next time I'm going to do it like this and do it like this and do it like this. And now it's, I mean, you see, it's so easy.
1: Welcome to Set Meals, a weekly food show about the moments that surround meal times. I'm Samuel
2: Ashton. And I'm Taylor Fawcett. And whether it's late night secret ramen over a few cans of Stella artois or eating
1: two pizza slices with a garlic dip chaser for the fourth night in a row, this podcast, Set Meals, is the essential audio accompaniment for you, the food fiends, the tasters, the crunchers, the suckers. We're not bon appetit. We don't want to be. We're two friends bonded by our love of sharing weird
2: Vietnamese desserts at midnight on a Tuesday. So with that out of the way, it's worth highlighting that this episode is about ramen. Wholesome, non-traditional, fucking delicious
1: ramen. In a man's front room. With strangers. With Stella Artois. The finest of the Artois. Oh, one more thing, socials. At Set Meals Podcast. On Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to follow to keep updated with the visual delights that solidify this podcast. Think of it as a commuter's condiment. Right, let's get into the show. Let's do it. Right, not a lot of time in the studio this week. Nope. This week had very much a sense of adventure. About it, it did. Discovery, secretive locations. Oh, I
2: loved it. I loved it. I feel like I was in. I was like Ethan Hunt. Who's Ethan Hunt? Mission Impossible.
1: Oh yeah, I've never seen this one.
2: What? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, we we found out about a ramen pop-up called Super Yar Ramen uh, via Instagram. I forget where, and we got in touch. Excited, thinking content. Con- yeah. The content alarm was. Donging, dinging. I've not done a supper club before. No. But also, I don't really like the idea of supper clubs sometimes. So I feel like they're a bit like, oh, Sunday Times, oh, a bit like Niki, and a bit like, oh, look at me, I love food, and we're not really like that. Do you know what I mean? Some supper clubs are a bit like, it's a bit matching it. Yes, although this has changed my that opinion. Oh, yeah, hun- I mean, 100%. Yeah. Uh, we hit up Luke uh, from Super ramen to see if he
1: could fit us in. He could. Miraculously, somehow. He had to drop out. Yeah, apparently uh, the tickets sell out pretty quick. Yep, but we got in there pretty but, slow. But we did, we did get in there, which is the important thing. The way it works is he puts his tickets on sale at the beginning of each week. He does three sittings on a Saturday night, 7pm, 8pm and 9pm. Six people in each sitting and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so once his tickets go online, once they're gone, they're gone.
2: Which I fucking
1: love. Absolutely. Although, just as a caveat, and I saw on Instagram this morning, or maybe it was yesterday, apparently quite a lot of people recently have been not showing up. Wankers. Or have been time-wasting. Shame on you. That's bullshit, that. Idiots. Fucking bullshit. Because the man's trying to make, make a living, and people are screwing him over, and that's not fair.
2: So you will have to uh, give a little deposit, I think. A non-refundable yeah, right, deposit. And rightly so. Yeah, damn if, right.
1: If you do decide to go there, off the back of hearing us talk about it, which you should... And that shows how incredibly influential we are, Samuel. Yeah, thank you. Then uh, do not be put off by paying the deposit because that's just a way for him to not get completely exactly screwed. We went down on a Saturday night, late
2: Saturday night. We hopped on our bikes, whipped up to North London, undisclosed and North London location, which I love. I love. I love the hype. The yeah. hype build. Um, and yeah, let, let's just let's just go there. Let's just let's just do this. Take everybody on the journey. On the journey. One of the uh, unofficial terms of, of being invited to this, this this party, whatever you want to call it, um, this ramen party, was the fact that we had to bring loads of Stella. So my basket is so full of Stella Artois, I can't really go over speed bumps that fast because I'm worried they're really going to pop out. It's treacherous. We're lost. It, despite having lived here for four years, tether's leading the way. A luck or? should we just lock our bikes up here? Can you hear ramming? Tell you what, I can smell. Bifters. Well, I'll probably eh. Probably come through around 9.30. Nine on dot. <laughs> uh, we're here actually, so.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's was disrespectful, isn't it, otherwise? <laughs> oh mate, it's, probably just, hey, It will probably just come later. Probably, hey, <laughs> well, wait for everyone to go, it will probably just come later. On the nose, nine o'clock. On the nose. Yeah,
1: we might we might make it. We've got a couple of things to do earlier on, so
2: yeah. Probably just squeeze it in. Probably just squeeze it in. Uh, Hi, Luke. Are you ready for us? (laughs) Yeah. Is it eight thirty? The last.
1: Fucking rang it. Hear it in there. At this point.
2: Right. Hello mate. How, are How are you doing? You're right. Good. Sam. Sam. Nice How are, are doing? you doing? Podcast guys. Yes. Right. Indeed. Right. Indeed. How are you doing? You're right. We brought um, we brought six cans of cellar Bar because Luke uh, demanded we did. Not demanded, that's a bit aggressive. We asked, would you like us to bring some beers? Thanks for letting us record a podcast. We actually took eight. And we brought eight eight Stella's. Mm. Better. Like I felt a bit out of my depth at that point in terms of like masculinity because I don't drink Stella.
1: But then also I thought it made us look good when we handed them over and he went, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. If we were there for a good time, you know. Fucking blokes. We stood out in the back garden for a bit
2: with people we just met.
1: Yes, well, we we actually bumped into a friend of mine who was then sitting before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who, she did the absolute classic thing that she would do, and she'll know that she does this. We spoke about it on the night where I told her about it and then she booked it and went before we went. Outrageous. Oh yeah, yeah. I will go, go to that. I think I'll go to that. And then text me like an hour later, like yeah, booked it. I'm, I'm booked in. I'm booked in. I'm going next week. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And then she was like, I'm going to come to the nine o'clock one. And I was like,
0: well. No, no, no. I didn't think I'm going to. I was like, will it be distracting if I come to the nine o'clock one? And then you were like, oh, well, we'll be recording. So I was like, yes. So that was a massive
1: yes. And then we spoke to the other two girls that were in our sitting. Oh, I've just remembered that one of the girls told us about when she was sitting in a room with Beyonce. Oh, yes, she worked on a Beyonce music video. Which was probably one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Mm. She got to go in Beyonce and Jay-Z's apartment.
2: Tell them what you just you just worked for. Uh, this is sick. <laughs> you can talk
1: about it in the podcast. Yes, thank you. <laughs> is he, this is what you need because you've obviously not done something really cool. And yeah. You need your friends to be
0: like, this is sick because
2: otherwise you don't want to it. Um, yeah, Yes, so I just like, spent five days with my friend making an outfit for Beyonce. How have you not like opened with that? Um, guys, what do you do? I oh, we we'll make, make a little food podcast. It's just a working media if you know it.
1: When we, our first episode was like, you know, like number 58 on the iTunes channel, so... <laughs> Whatever. We've never been back in it since. What but, have you, you know. uh,
2: been up to then?
1: Oh yeah, we got to um, got to go in the Louvre at night when no one was there and uh, got to look at the Mona Lisa just in the room all by myself.
2: I was eating a sandwich in uh, uh, Beyonce's like changing room and she came in looking really pissed off and she told me to leave.
1: Yeah. I, at that point, I thought, I, I, that's that fucking cool. Do you, you, you Like, it sounds like a, Lie? No. But it's not a lie. But I don't think it is a lie. Yeah, It could be a lie, but I don't think it is a lie. I reckon they're all chefs. I'm pretty sure one of them is be one of our the Motherfucker! Of them. Uh,
2: the one thing that threw me initially was the fact that there were three lads kicking around in white t-shirts, and Which... Luke was in a white t-shirt, and I thought they were staff members.
1: Well, I think you'll find uh, that I called it very early on exactly who they were and what their job roles were. I was like, they're chefs, and everyone was like, "Nah, they're not old chefs." And I was, was like,
2: quite "Frank, one of them looked about nine
1: years old, but he was a chef, and the other two were both chefs." All right, fine. So, smug. My chef dar is Peaking. That's, that's a that's a chef and radar part. Thanks, thanks, man.
2: The, I loved how the noodles were arranged on the the worktop next to the sink.
1: Yeah, the kitchen had a very much. Uh, it was a very functioning. Mm-hmm. you could tell that and it's funny because i actually said sarcastically to luke oh it's almost like you're a professional chef and i don't think he realized that i obviously knew that he was one because he was like i am i was like yes i know that, obviously that's unlike you to be overly sarcastic and people not getting it isn't it Rude. <laughs> uh yeah the whole kitchen was set up it was very tidy it was all very strategically mm-hmm. everything had its place yeah the mise
2: en place was on point it certainly was yeah it was just weird. it was weird, man. I loved it. It was so bizarre. Uh and the the little the, the the table of six, I don't know why, but there was like a six table where obviously the guests were sat and it was just like, this is so fucking bizarre. Mm. This just like a, a literally a table in a man's front room just making up ramen, just serving up ramen.
1: But whilst it was
2: bizarre, at the same time, it kind of wasn't. Yeah, it was like you were at a house party but with ramen. You turn up, the music's on, you put your cans in the fridge, go and stand outside. It was fucking unreal. Thank you, Luke. Luke. Thanks,
0: Luke. So it's a chicken soup, like white chicken soup. Uh, miso tare made from like um, a young barley. Dude, you know me. Yeah, I know. A, <laughs> fried chicken char uh, siu, super rare pickles, cured uh, sliced uh, tatarashi. I've
1: got in with First thing about it for me was that it gave me an excuse to eat chicken ramen because mm. I never normally go for chicken. Yeah. Um, and so it was a nice, it was a nice excuse to do that. I liked that it had a, one big piece of chicken in it.
2: Yeah. One of the girls at the table asked how we were supposed to eat it, and I just thought, just get it in you, man. Yeah. Just get it in ya. you. You've got chopsticks? Get it in ya, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What do you say to that? Well, you didn't say that. What do you, I didn't say anything. I was get slipping. Quiet.
1: I was fucking hungry though
2: I wolfed mine down Mine yeah, was gone yeah, Honestly, moments. I know, that was the third kind of seller probably I was just like, look, I need to eat something Really badly okay. It's a fucking vibe in it? here It's it? good, isn't it? It's quite <laughs> is it? Is this quite low key? This uh, is kind of medium Medium key Medium key We're on medium key, <laughs> we're, we're all yeah. medium key. That's from Burrow. Eh? Are they
1: keeping it? I don't think I think so. they'll probably keep the bottle, yeah. I think they'll look like you're keeping that. <laughs> 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 You'll sit on that? No, done. thank you.
2: It's a very um a very tight clean-up operation you've got. Very what? Tight clean-up operation. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like you're like a professional chef. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: No, I started cooking when I was about 24, 25. Uh, and before that, I had a, a list of jobs. Sort of manual labour, postman, window cleaner. Oh, what
1: did you do when you, when you
0: first went yeah. into food? Every shit 70s porn film <laughs> title <laughs> I have done, pretty much. Nice, nice good. So I was lucky enough to be brought up by two people who loved food and cooked sort of peasant European food for us when we were growing up. Um, and then when I was in Australia, um, I broke my wrist, couldn't carry on living there, and I bought Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential, and uh, I can't remember the name of the... Where are It might have been Elizabeth Lloyd's European Peasant Cookery. Where did you think you were And then went to Malaysia on the way home for like three weeks and I had no money. I just had these two books and read them over and over and over again on the beach. Decided I was gonna be a cook when I got back to England. Um, And my first job was in a greasy spoon for a year. I'd I'd read everywhere that you need to stay in a a job for a year to prove that you're going to be a chef. So I stayed in this greasy spoon for a year and did six doubles a week, had a Wednesday off. And it was fucking horrible, it was shit. I knew I could do better food. Uh, And then from there I went to a Michelin Bib pub in rural Norfolk. Where the chef there would cook yeah, I guess, like everything mainly European, but he would delve into sort of a yeah. bit of sort of East Asia and bits and pieces, but he would make sure that if he was going to do it from that country he would do it authentic and do it to the T, wouldn't, he wouldn't be like fusion, he would be like, right, this is how they do it there, we're going to do it exactly the same. But we were doing kimchi there 20 years ago before it was popular in London. That's the thing. Yeah. And we were fermenting it, was it. Uh, it was a place called the Walpole Arms in Itteringham, in North Norfolk. But I mean, the kimchi there, we were fermenting it for six months before we'd use it. Even the, like, I
1: mean, the thought of that now is crazy, but the thought of that then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we'd make it,
0: that's, that's really we'd either make same it in kimchi. the winter or make it in the summer and then yeah. use it six months later. Like it would be proper, proper kimchi. Uh, I was probably with him for about two years, and I left. And I went back for a bit, and then went to the square, and then went back to Norfolk, and then went to Carriages at Hannah so Flowers. But
1: are you just sort of taking all that in But is that just like it's just your job? All, um, are you aware the square are you aware I fucking hated, right.
0: and every day I shit myself, and you know, it was horrible. <laughs> Uh, Tom Carey's on you because he, he took over Adlers in Norwich and he lived around the corner from the Walpole Arms so he used to come and drink every night so he used to sit at a bar and get pissed um, back in the days when he was drinking yeah this is before the uh, before Hand of Flowers yeah um, so this is when he was kind of making a name for himself getting a star I don't know if he won the star back for Adlers or he still had the star I can't remember so he moved to the Hannah and Flowers, and then I was working for a mate of ours in Norwich, and then he just phoned me up. He's like, "Do you want to come and work for me?" I was like, "Yeah." So I like, literally drove down the next day. Um, so yeah, lived in his shed in his back garden for a year, um, and it was it was amazing. It was the first year they opened, so we won the star the first year. There was only three of us in the kitchen, um, so it was him, Mackett, and Sue, Chemet, who was a KP, and then who did garnish, and then me, and then. It was a solid top, a six burner, and that was it. And we'd do 60 covers, lunch and dinner every day to a one star standard, man. And it was, it was great, you know I mean? It was what so does good. The,
1: does, the, does the vibe change when you have a star?
0: Like no, not at all. Absolutely in. not at all. How
2: big, is the, how big a deal is that in the, in the kitchen? It
0: was massive when we got it, yeah, it was huge. So he was gunning for it from day one, like, he wanted a star. Um, he'd worked in starved kitchens pretty much all his career, I think. Um, so yeah, it was always he's so relaxed and so chill, even in the kitchen. Like he was the nicest guy to work for, um, and it wasn't really talked about that much. But it was like this is the level we're cooking at. We know, you know, when you've got that kind of swagger about you, you know you're cooking at a one star level, and we knew we were, and it was just a matter of time. And we knew we were getting people in front of the guide from various guys, but we knew like we were getting in people from the guys and it was just like, don't like, don't do anything different today. Just cook yeah. like you would like you did red yesterday. Yeah. yeah, man, just get your head down and cook.
1: Something that I always find really interesting when you speak to chefs is like there there never seems to be much um, differentiation between if you're a chef in a small pub in a small town with a team of four, or if you're a chef in a Michelin star restaurant and in a huge celebrity kitchen, like, they don't really care about that stuff. Like the, it it, it came across particularly when he was talking about getting the, when they got the start, the hand and flowers, and like it just feels like it's this team effort. And like, yeah, getting the stars great, but they just care about the food. They just care about the food. Yeah. Uh, he spoke about all the different places that he worked with kind of the same level of passion, including the ramen thing that he's doing now, which I find quite interesting because you think if you were, you know fairly high up in the team at a shit hot restaurant that's getting like amazing reviews and is completely booked out every night for months in advance you'd think you'd start to get a little bit of ego or a bit of bravado but I just don't feel like he had any of that
0: how did I get to this how have you how have you ended up in this project um so off the back of working for restaurants and catering companies and what have you over the last sort of nearly sort of 20 years uh just sick of making other people money I am sick of putting in the hours in front the people. So on the back of coming back from Japan, me and my mate were joking around about doing something, and we got back to London. He now lives in Australia. So I thought I'd do a pop-up somewhere, couldn't afford it. So I thought, fuck it, i will do a supper club at home. Convinced my flatmates that it was a good idea. Uh, they went for it. And then, yeah, four months later, I got over 300 people.
2: It's fucking mad. So was, was was that your first sort of introduction to ramen and Japanese food generally in, in terms of cooking it
0: or whatever? Um, apart from eating in sort of the chains mm-hmm. in London yeah. and making it for like star food for years and doing bits and bobs at home. Um, yeah, that was the first. Sort of introduction to like proper
2: how 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 much was the idea then of this led by the need for it here versus like you could do it and you knew it was like an attainable fit? Like what was the sort of like the thought process behind this? Was it like this is a massive gap in the market or was it
0: I knew there was a massive gap in the market. Yeah. So you got like the the four main chains that I've I should
2: I, really no, go on. I no, hey.
0: Do do say. <laughs> <laughs> so shoyu, Canada uh, R. By the way, shoyu I don't think is very good. Canada yes. all
2: right.
0: Canada is the best out of the bun. The uh the miso pork mince one they do is quite good. I think a lot of the shit though shoyu.
2: Really
0: yeah. Uh, so Canada R. bone daddies. Yeah. Dog shit mm-hmm. and Tonkatsu, Tom no. which is which used to be good. Their first shop in Soho five years ago, when it was just that, a little bit. and now it's just even the
1: one opposite me. Like, I used to absolutely love the handy one, and now it's uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, get, I get my ramen fixed, but it's not what it used to be, not at all. Yeah, it's funny.
0: Um, and then you've got Monohun on,
1: yeah, what's
2: that like? I've never really not good in it. Is it good, yeah, yeah,
0: really good authentic that's, indie, isn't it? that's like yeah. Guy, so, right? this guy Used to live in japan for a few years yeah. and then came back gave up his day job and then decided to become a robber chef and like fair play to him man he's absolutely killed it i went down on when was it wednesday and it was packed can you get, can you get seat? which was yeah which was sick but his is like mine is completely un like authentic like it's you know i'm not doing what like, the broths aren't authentic the noodles aren't. Or the noodles are the toppings aren't um, Whereas him he's like straight down the line, proper or authentic. Um, which is great, do you know what I mean? You know you what you get when you go there and it's great. Um, so I've got a lot of time for him. Um, and there's a new place just opened in Brixton called Oncan, which again I went on Wednesday you can get a table. So okay. I just wanted to go out for a bottle of rum, and I was like, right, I will go to Monaghan, couldn't get a table. Went to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Went to Old I didn't wear the t-shirt. Get your kicks, get your kicks <laughs> <laughs> out. So, yeah, well, no, I don't want to do anything yeah,
2: authentic don't
0: don't whatsoever. There's an argument that you've been to Japan, you know what you
1: like, and you, made, and you basically made what you like and made it a thing. Is that not authentic in its own way to so, like your?
0: Well, I guess so. In my own way, yeah it's but, not necessarily traditional. No, concept. it's not traditional. That's yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. I don't want to be traditional it's jap. Interesting yeah. Um, yeah, I did I did a thing for Courier London and the one of the first things they quote me on was like it's completely inauthentic. But then by the end of the article it was like with all these weird toppings it could actually become authentic in its own right you came away wanting to be a chef i did i
2: feel like i feel like when i see it in that environment it becomes a lot more attractive to me like the actual being in kitchens thing and the structure and the hierarchy much like the film industry and the tv industry where it's very like hierarch hierarchical hierarchical it's very hierarchical I feel like that puts me off a little bit. I, I just kind of bolted it. But when I can see someone putting t- something together on his own or her own, I feel like that's fucking so cool. And, like, the whole, like, measuring people on Instagram thing, like, come down, done, and then design the artwork and working with people, do all that sort of stuff, and, like, branding it, and it's just fucking good.
0: So I started it, yeah. just started a little Instagram account, put a few bowls in there that I was pissing about with, and then... The first one it was just like a mixture of mates and then a few randoms and then it's just got, it's just got busier and busier and busier and then four months later I've got nearly 3,000 followers and like it's selling out in 10 minutes getting like 100, 100 people a week trying to book a table. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. (laughs) <laughs> people who come here are generally coming for the food mm-hmm. like they've got no idea where it is um, I get, I've, I've got a few repeat customers like Reggie was here tonight she's been before um, but the majority of people like 95% of people haven't been they don't know it's in a council block in Stokey they're expecting a, like a cafe or a restaurant um, so yeah to come and we are getting people like Peckham, Deptford Coming, they're not coming here because it's hard to get a seat at the table. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, most people are coming for the food, which is great and they'd yeah, love it. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 100%. I don't want people coming just because it's hard to get a table. I think yeah, this yeah. kind of thing was really popular four or five years ago, maybe six yeah. years ago. <laughs> and like all the whole, well, maybe even longer than that, like the whole like seven, of people like pop ups and People turning up in like quirky places and cooking and people doing supper clubs. And I think it kind of died off a bit. People love coming here and night, like, people walking into the flat and going, oh, it's a fucking sick flat. Yeah, of course. And then seeing like all the noodles there, the bowls ready to go, steaming finger soup on the stove and then we're lucky to have a big garden so people yeah. just go and chill in the garden, have a drink. Yeah, yeah it's quite a fuzzy yeah. little flat. It feels like your yeah, house yeah.
2: party. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Less yeah. here and more yeah. ramen. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Is
2: that
1: flower Do you, <laughs> What is that? Do you want to try and carry that sort of atmosphere through to whatever whatever yeah, 100%. iteration you end up yeah. doing? Yeah, 100%. That's, that's why I want. Or, um,
0: yeah. really want my own place so I can get up to a lot of mischief. Have the music as loud as I want it. Uh, have mates hanging out, you know, and people just coming in having a fucking yeah. good time, just a
2: very enjoyable
1: evening. It I feel really like was. I had a great, I genuinely had a great time. It was wicked, it was
2: yeah. so
0: good.
1: I'd go back, I would go back, definitely, because the food was amazing. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention, and I don't know whether we got any audio of it, so if we didn't, you just have to cut this bit. But was the other chef who was a friend who just moved to London who had the strongest Irish accent? Oh, that was that so weird, heard, yeah. He wasn't Irish, he was Polish. I'm sorry, even to this day, I'm pretty sure he was Irish. I, I think, in my head, it's like a funny joke that they play on like a new boy in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, nice no, he's Polish, even though he's definitely Irish. Yeah. I still can't work it out. I and if know. we've got any audio of it, I'd love to hear people's opinion.
0: He's got a star, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's got you got a star in the first year. He's a really good friend of mine. And he's doing like... Really- I
2: definitely think he was Irish. Yeah. Even when I'm thinking of it now, I think that's Ridiculous. Yeah, it blew my mind. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. And I think the the slowly, because we, we had more to drink, and I was like, this is just more ridiculous. It's more bizarre. It's weird. If you want to check out Super Yar Ramen, spelled S U P A Y A R A M E N, it's super underscore yar underscore ramen on Instagram. Uh, and you can, I think he releases um, his dishes on a Monday. I'm not sure on that. Maybe you'll have to ask him. Uh, just. Drop him a DM at any time. I'm sure he'll um, point in the right, right direction. Uh, he's very on it on his DMs, and uh, he's super accommodating and just a generally nice guy. So yeah. thank you very much, Luke. It was absolutely great. He was fucking lit. Um,
1: check out our Instagram at Set Meals Podcast for um, visual stuff from that evening. Yeah, maybe ones they could, they could go on his, mm-hmm. and then after they've DM'd him, press the back arrow mm-hmm. and then go on the search thing and then type in at Set Mills Podcast, and then hit follow. Nice. And then look through all of our stuff and like all
2: of our posts. Better. That's all we want. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Smoked bacon and miso soup, Iberico pork fat, braised octopus, raw asparagus, (laughs) fermented chilli, cooed egg.
1: Lit. Oh, that one looks good.
2: Ours isn't on here, is it? So. Oh. Oh, this is ours. Chicken soup, miso tar, Iberico pork fat, roast chicken shazu, super yar pickles, cured egg, Tokyo style togorashi, yeah. and fried garlic. That's awesome. Fucking lit. Look at the state of it.
0: Thanks very much, for the Aren't you two
2: forgetting something? I'm a friend of mine, and he's doing like.